Thank you for tuning in to our podcast, Salt and Light, where we'll cover foundational principles for being a disciple of Jesus Christ. Enjoy this episode with ears to hear and hearts that listen. So let's go check the facts with your host, also known as my dad, Casey Harrison. Thank you for tuning in and welcome back to another episode of Salt and Light Ministries, where we correct genetically altered Christianity and help you build a foundational relationship with Jesus Christ. Before we get started, I want to go through some of the housekeeping. If you want to financially support this ministry, please click in the links below. Also, if this content is helpful to you, please like it, share it, leave a comment. And if you want to send us an email with a prayer request or a comment you don't want it to be public, you can send that to office.saltandlight at gmail.com. Now, last week, we talked about the person of the Holy Spirit. And this week, we're actually going to get into the purpose of the Holy Spirit. But before we get into that, let me give you one quick small story. It'll make sense later on in this episode. When I was a kid, my parents put me into a martial arts program because I was a runt. I was small, I was skinny, and no confidence. And they thought by allowing me to join in with a martial arts community that, that I would gain confidence and it would help me grow physically and mentally. You know, I also put some meat on my bones because I was so skinny. And they were right. But the training had its limitations, both physically and mentally. And then one day, they bought me this samurai sword. I'd always wanted one, and there was weapons training in the martial arts uh, class that I was taking. I just hadn't taken it yet. But they got me the samurai sword anyways. And I can remember this so vividly. Just by holding that sword, I gained confidence. Like I could defend myself against anything. Now I was about 12 years old when all this went down. So there really wasn't much that I needed to defend myself against except for maybe the occasional imaginary tree enemy. (laughs) But I remember teaching myself how to use it since I hadn't taken training on it yet. And I could cut through a small tree if I angled the blade properly. It could prevent something from hitting me if I braced it properly against whatever was coming against me. It could cut me if I turned it around and held it wrong, or it could cut others if I wasn't in control of it. That sword also had the ability to protect my blind spots, if I knew how to move it around. That kind of confidence from just holding it, knowing that if I could keep a hold of it, I was safe, meant everything. What I didn't realize was that samurai sword was helping me, it was teaching me, and it was empowering me. The same as the Holy Spirit does for believers in Jesus Christ. Let me explain. What's the purpose of the Holy Spirit? Well, I'm sure you've all heard of the armor of God. And each piece of that armor is very vital to our relationship with God. The breastplate of righteousness, the belt of truth, the boots of preparation of the gospel of peace, the shield of faith, the helmet of salvation, the sword of the spirit. You can find all of those in Ephesians 6, 14 through 17. Where I believe a lot of ministers have fallen short in the past, at least the ones that taught over me as I was growing up, is they stopped at verse 17 and they didn't go into verses 18 and 19. And those verses involve the Holy Spirit. Check it out. Verse 18 says, Praying always with a prayer of supplication in the Spirit. Verse 19, That utterances may be given to me, that I may open my mouth boldly to make known the mysteries of the gospel. That describes the Holy Spirit's purpose right there. 
and how it's vital to the armor of God. And the way it's vital can be found in John 14, 26. But the Helper, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, will teach you all things, and he'll bring to remembrance all things that I said to you. The Holy Spirit's purpose is to help us, to teach us, and empower us. See here in this verse, but the Helper, the Holy Spirit, the Greek word for helper there is parakaltes, which means called to one's aid, one who pleads another's case before a judge. Basically, the way the Holy Spirit helps us is he's our attorney. He's the one who speaks to God on our behalf. Romans 8, 26-27 says, Likewise, the Spirit also helps us in our weaknesses, for we do not know what we should pray for as we ought. But the Spirit himself makes intercessions for us with groanings which cannot be uttered. Now he who searches the hearts knows what the mind of the Spirit is, because he makes intercession for the saints according to the will of God. He's our mediator. He helps us. That's his first purpose. His second purpose is to teach us. In the same verse you can see, he will teach us all things. And that's a pretty bold statement. He'll teach us all things? I mean, I was taught, Casey, you can't know everything. Well, according to God's word, I can't. All things, not most things, not some things, all things. So what's the Greek word used here for teach, just to make sure that we're understanding this? Didasko, to hold conversations with others in order to instruct them, to explain. Which in essence means the Holy Spirit is here to have conversations with us, in order to explain things to us. Well, explain what things? All things that you need explained at any given moment. And he does this by reminding us what God's already said in his holy scriptures. And that's why it's important that you continue to do the basics that we talked about in episode one in the foundation series. The Holy Spirit can't remind you of something if you've never heard the Father say it. The purpose of the Holy Spirit is to help us, to teach us, and third, to empower us. Look at Galatians 5, 16 through 18 when you get time. I say then, walk in the Spirit, and you shall not fulfill the lust of the flesh. For the flesh lusts against the spirit, and the spirit against the flesh. And these are contrary to one another, so that you do not do the things that you wish. But if you're led by the spirit, you're not under, under the law. The Holy Spirit empowers us to walk in righteousness, to walk in right standing, instead of us always cowering down to our sin nature. Which means he empowers us to submit to sovereignty like we spoke about in the foundation series. And when we are 100% submitted to sovereignty, then we're no longer under the law because we've authorized the one who's fulfilled the law back in Matthew 5:17 to walk for us. And we've acknowledged him as our Lord and Savior. Oh, wait, Casey, Matthew 5:17 is talking about Jesus. Yeah, you're right. And Jesus is just one person out of the three that make up God. Remember, three persons, one specific role for each one. God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit. When one of them does something and gets credit, all of them get credit. In the same way that when I was a kid, I held that sword and it gave me confidence. It gave me the ability beyond my own. It gave me protection. And it gave me responsibility, meaning to try and help people and not hurt them. The Holy Spirit does the same thing. As a believer of Jesus Christ, the Holy Spirit gives you confidence. In Ephesians 6.19, it says to speak boldly the mysteries of God's Word. 
in Matthew 5, 13 through 16, it's by the Spirit that you can be bold. You can be that salt of the earth. The Holy Spirit's the one that illuminates the darkness through you. That's pretty empowering. The Holy Spirit's also the one that gives you the abilities beyond your own. What do I mean by that? Well, Jesus told us that we would do greater works than he did because the Holy Spirit would be with us. Where do I see that? I'm glad you asked. John 14, 12. Most assuredly, I say to you, he who believes in me, the works that I do, he will do also. And greater works than these will he do, because I go to my Father. Now, reading that and remembering what we learned about the person of the Holy Spirit last week from John 16, 7, it's to our advantage that I go away, because if I do not go away, the Helper will not come to you. But if I depart, I will send him to you. Okay, so I can do the same as Jesus, if not greater things, if Jesus departs and sends back the Holy Spirit. You see, Jesus was departing to go back to his Father so that he could send us the Helper of the Holy Spirit. That way we can do the same things and greater things than Jesus did through the power of the Holy Spirit so that the Father can be glorified in everything that we do. But that gives us a responsibility to encourage others in their walk with God and to encourage those who don't know Jesus to get to know Jesus. Not to tear them down with what the Bible says as if to say that we know better because let's be honest, we don't. We're all broken people. If we try to do something without the Holy Spirit, we'll just break things. If we let the Holy Spirit do it through us, He'll build things. If we let the Holy Spirit work through us, He'll help us. He'll teach us. He'll encourage us so that we can turn around and help others, teach others, and encourage others. That way we become the crew that God knew, not the crew that fell through. That's the purpose of the Holy Spirit. And that's also all the time we have for this week. So I hope you tune in next week to learn how the Holy Spirit helps us to use all the tools that God gave us so that we can build a strong relationship with God. Until then, be bold, be strong, and be blessed.